0: You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. It's 10 after 5 and this afternoon I'm asking the question, is there still a place in South Africa for the Springbok emblem. Tomorrow, of course, the host of the 2023 World uh, World Rugby Cup will, World Cup Rugby will be announced. The South African Rugby Union believes it has a strong chance to be the winner, and that's in no small measure encouraged by the nod it received from the International Rugby Board as the preferred candidate nation. But not everyone is behind the idea of this global showpiece being hosted here in South Africa. And so we have to ask the question, what did we really gain from the 1995 world cup sure we were all giddy with excitement but did the promise of the rainbow nation fizzle into nothing or worse still, did it become a nightmare? Has the sport truly been transformed? Are we still united as a nation in our support of the box? And should that even be what they are still called? Or is that a relic from the past? The last of what remains of a past that even they can no longer live up to. Joining us now on the line is sports political writer, uh, Dougie Oakes on the line from Cape Town. Dougie, good afternoon to you and thank you you for your time
1: good afternoon
0: what did we miss in that euphoric moment of 1995
1: uh, first of all i think a lot of promises were made about how rugby and the world cup was going to benefit all south africans it's, it's, you know especially the poorest of the poor uh, and these ranged, you know initially from uh, you know a full two years before the world cup in fact um as they were then called uh, promised to pump something like 13 million rand in one year into a, into a general fund for rugby development in black underdeveloped areas. Now, now part of the plan also was to employ 6,000 coaches to take rugby to the masses. Then they had an operation rugby uh, uh, program in which they promised that 40% of the profits of the 1995 World Cup was going to be used to upgrade more than... Forty grounds in disadvantaged areas across the country, um, and 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 they believed that from this they would be able to build a solid base of of rugby players. I don't think this happened at all. In fact, uh, it was, I think, to me, it turned out into one big marketing ploy, and like and like all marketing ploys, you know, it it fizzled out. Um, even Nelson Mandela was was, uh, you know, persuaded to buy into this. And, um, and, and to me, all the promises that were made then just didn't materialize. Today, uh, we have something like thirty million people living in poverty in this country. I think it's a disgrace, actually. And um, our Gini coefficient is, is the widest in the world. Uh, I just can't see how rugby is going to make any difference to the lives of these people on the contrary i think i think what will happen is that they will try to use these poor black people um to actually build up the idea again of a of a rainbow nation i think we must put this rainbow nation idea to bed
0: you're saying you're saying also that for example let's talk about transformation in the sport. You say Mm. the search for representative teams is basically a pipe dream given the continuing levels of poverty in many disadvantaged communities. Mm. So we've got competing priorities and because, as you say, the promises Mm. of 95 are not fulfilled, we don't Mm. have club or school school rugby in the townships. When talented players come along, they're Mm. quickly given bursaries or scholarships to go to attend Mm. at formerly white schools. And so the problem more or less remains the same?
1: I you, in fact, it got worse after 1995 because after 1995, you had this big spurt of professionalism, okay, and uh, which actually killed off club rugby in a lot of the townships, especially, I'm I, I living in Cape Town, and um, you know, this, this, this is one of the big issues down here, you know, how, uh, how, how the game was killed in the, in the townships, and then also what happened was that the at club rugby, they also had to have um, transformation there. So what happened, the, the much better resourced clubs, white clubs, then went on poaching missions, you know, and they, they started picking up the best black players in, in, in township teams, you know. And this this actually, in the end, I think it, it just killed a lot of clubs.
0: I mean... Let's talk about what's happened, as particularly for the national team. I mean, when we lose thirty-eight-three to a team like Ireland, which a few years ago we would have been really able to beat on almost our worst day, uh, yes. one of the things that uh, some people are going to blame easily, of course, is transformation.
1: Yes, uh, I think it, it it happens all the time, and this is tied into this old Springbok mentality, I believe. Um, every time this happens, it's either going to be the coach if it's a black coach or the black players. Uh, I mean, I don't need to prove this even. I mean, you just need to read the, go onto, uh, onto uh, some of the social media sites. And, and even in some of the media, you know, uh, the, the, the black players generally become the scapegoats. And, and this is one of the reasons why I think that the springbok should go. I, I can't believe that... An apartheid relic, such as as the Springbok, should actually still be with us today. Um, look, uh, I mean, in, in Cape Town we have a we have an, a, a, a South African rugby museum, and most of the exhibits there are exhibits from the apartheid era. Why should we go into a a a, a museum to actually, you know, to 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 infuse over, you know, the records of the Frick Dupree's and the Manikis Ruse and, 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 and people like that. You know, I, I believe that, that, yeah, okay, you keep a record of what, what happened in that period, but uh, the exhibits of uh, the Apartheid Museum, like the Apartheid, it, it, uh, the Rugby Museum, sorry, like Apartheid itself, should go into either the apartheid museum or they should rename the, the museum the, uh, the apartheid rugby museum
0: when tickets in some cases can go mm. for what up to mm. a thousand rand for a single game i mean that surely is a slap in the face for most south africans particularly if we get this kind of tournament it's going to leave them out
1: uh, oh, yes, it, it definitely will, especially for the bigger games. But I suspect what will happen, with, you know, with some of the other games, you know, Canada versus, uh, I don't know, Russia or something like that, uh, you're, going to do, you're going to have lots of free tickets being handed out there, you know, in, in uh, underprivileged areas. Um, and, I mean, the other thing is, you know, that really sort of grates with me is the fact that uh, this government... Uh, the South African government is, is actually has to send guarantee for something like 150 million pounds, you know, for for this, which probably works out to a couple of billion rand. Um, why should we actually? Um, why should our government actually pay that sort of money for people who, uh, you know, don't really believe that that? In the main, a lot of them don't believe that black uh, players are good enough to be in the team. They basically intrude us in a, a springbok team, You know and that's also one of the reasons why I believe that, uh, that we should actually make a clean break with that nasty past, you know and, and, and start anew.
0: All right, Dougie Oaks, sports political writer on the line there from Cape Town. What are your thoughts? What's your reaction? By the way, we did speak to the South African Rugby Union earlier today and their leaders, of course, are in London for that announcement tomorrow for the host of 2023. What they did say in their response when we offered, of course, them their right to reply, they said, we've got bigger things to worry about here. So they are not going to be coming on the radio this afternoon. What are your thoughts, Has rugby transformed enough in South Africa or have there only been superficial attempts to do so? Were we hoodwinked in 1995 in that miracle Madiba moment? And therefore, I suppose the question is, do we deserve the 2023 World Cup? Do most South Africans care? I mean, is rugby truly a national code or is it the preserve of privilege like it has always been? Should we keep that Springbok emblem? 011 8830702.